Welcome to the Review Crew with Fran and Emma. What's that pool reviewer? Oh, wait, wait, start again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. What's up, reviewers? It's your co host, Fran, toddler mom, baker, sick person forever, um, co host of this podcast. Damn, and it's the other co host, Emma, Christmas enthusiast. Aspiring minimalist on a fertility journey that never ends. <laughs> uh, we're coming in with a wonderful energy today. Yeah. We are. Actually, well, I guess you should do a health update since obviously you're audibly very sick. <laughs> my friend. Does it, give, does it make my voice kind of sexy and husky, though? That's kind of what I'm hoping the effect is. Yeah, it's like Pamela Adlon. Perfect. I don't know who that is, but star of better things. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, that's that's definitely what I'm going for. Yeah. So this is the mm-hmm. ASMR episode, except for the parts where I possibly loudly blow my nose <laughs> into the microphone. Mm, that's anti ASMR. <laughs> I mean, Dude, ev- there's always there's someone for everything. There is someone for everything. <laughs> <laughs> the classic saying. Um. Can I tell you a story about what I just created, a concoction? Yeah, I'd love to hear so, this. So, got home from a long day of work, followed by a fertility appointment, which I'll get into. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just want a cup of hot cocoa. Wouldn't mm-hmm. that be so nice? I have this really good mix. It's like peppermint hot cocoa, single origin, like the flakes. You know what I'm talking about? It's like real chocolate mm. pieces. The good you know? shit. This isn't Here's some fucking Swiss Miss bullshit. No, this cost $13 from Fresh Direct. Shout out. Damn. But I was like, this is worth it. Anyway, so I go to make it and I realize I don't have enough milk. I only have a little Ugh. bit of milk. But what I have a lot of is eggnog left over from um, having friends over this weekend. Mm-hmm. So I poured in a bunch of eggnog and then I was like, this isn't exactly what I want but anyway so then I tried just putting in like so it was like a little milk a lot of eggnog I put in just like less of the hot cocoa mix mm-hmm. and then it was super sweet and gross and then I, <laughs> and then I like poured in some water to try to dilute it and it was still tasting like eggnog <laughs> oh, man. so then and then I also burned my tongue in the process of doing this oh no but ultimately I shook up some whipped cream and I put some marshmallows on it and it was okay. I had like half It'll of do. the cup. It, it, it was fine. But it wasn't what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really disappointing. Yeah. Although I gotta say, I do love eggnog. I'll save I a long too. eggnog conversation for our like Christmas episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, But we'll definitely have to get into it because I'm a big egg. I'm a big, I'm a big nogger. I also love eggnog. I just... When I wanted hot cocoa, it's like you can't erase the yeah. taste of eggnog. It's going to always Mm-mm. taste like eggnog. It's a yeah. strong flavor. you got to be in it. But I love an eggnog latte. I feel like we talked about this, actually. That is nice. I don't know if mm-hmm. we did, but that is good. Well, I don't know. Maybe yeah, I'm just thinking about did. it perpetually. So I assumed <laughs> I talked about it on this podcast. We probably yeah. did. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. What um, was your day? Highlights from the day. Highlights from the day. Oh, man. I mean, I went to work sick. Sucks. Um, 
that was pretty much my day because I only got home from work uh, like 45 minutes ago. Damn. Um, came home to Sylvia being sleep to being sleeping <laughs> to being asleep. You guys, this is this is going great. Recording while sick is going great. Um, she's asleep. Steven was also home because he came home hella early because he's also super sick. He like just got sick. I've been sick a few days. Mm. Um, but I did start making uh roulades at work actually, which I do want to review. I don't know if I should should I just wait and then we can do your check in and then we'll jump back into roulades or should no. I just do that now? Do roulades and then I'll go. Dude, roulades. That's a fucking, like, 4 out of 10. Yeah. Okay. I have never really made roulades before. Like, I've occasionally made a Yule log for uh, Christmas time at home. But I've never production, like, made roulades. So when my boss told me that we needed to sell Yule logs this year, I was just like, fuck, I'm going to have to, like, recipe test some stuff. So I made a roulade for Thanksgiving. Fucking cracked. Cracked to high heaven. (laughs) Cracks agape. Um, not good. It, it tasted fine, but just, like, was a fucking mess. So I was like, okay, fuck this. This recipe won't work. So I was hoping I would just, like, find a good recipe, land on it the first time. That's always my desire. I try again. Basically, I made fucking eight roulades last, like, mm. two weeks Um, to finally find a recipe that didn't fucking crack. And you know what the secret to making a cake that doesn't crack is? It's what? making it taste not as good as a regular fucking cake. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it just took forever to figure out. Pre-rolling it while it's warm is really helpful. Um, but also that's, like, very annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now I'm pretty sure I didn't whip my filling quite stiff enough when I rolled these roulades that I made at work today. I'm, like making the cake and filling it and putting it in the freezer and then I'm going to frost to decorate them later. Uh, but I'm pretty sure my filling wasn't stiff enough, so they're probably going to be droopy and shitty. Um, mm. So really looking forward to that. <laughs> that sucks. I would say that one of the roulade recipes I made with this chocolate chiffon cake recipe was like a 10 out of 10 for flavor. It was so fucking good, but it did crack every time. Um, and it just required me making a less delicious cake to get one that didn't like look fucked up. But yeah, so That's four out of ten to roulades. Yeah, I feel like mm-hmm. making one roulade would be very stressful for me. So making like a bunch of roulades from now until Christmas sounds like hell. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, then it also so I put in all this work. Um, because we're doing pre-orders for Boosh to Noel. Mm-hmm. Or you will log as it is called Boosh. Um, for the Booshes. Uh. And they've sold fucking six so far. It's a fucking week before these orders are due. I don't know how oh. many more we're going to get in. So I'm like, why did I even fucking make... Why are we even selling this fucking cake for me to make <laughs> six of them? <laughs> <laughs> I just spent so long. But I mean, I also... I'm I, Truly, I cannot be that mad because I've just been like eating so much cake over the last two weeks. I should honestly boost the rating for that. Because like having cake every day for two weeks that's like a 10 out of 10 yeah even if the roulade uh as a whole i would say the world of roulades i'm still rating a four out of ten yeah you know if i lived close to you i would really want a boost to noel i've never i think had a real boost to noel in my life or even a fake boost to noel (laughs) never (laughs) never had it never made it it always looks so good want it want it 
I mean, I feel like, I mean, if you want a recipe that actually fucking works, I now have one and that tastes okay. It tastes fine. That's not a review I would typically jump jump at. You know? <laughs> I can also give you a recipe for one that will crack a little bit, but will hold its shape most of the way and tastes fucking phenomenal um, that I can send you if you want. It's not the one I'm making for work. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. What a trade-off. Damn. I know. I uh, know. Um, but yeah, so how what are what are your day's highlights? What's what's the haps in your world? Well, the fertility work never ends. Two things. Okay, so like uh I don't know. I don't know like if this is weird to say, but like, okay, have this mm-hmm. inherited allergy to general anesthesia. Okay. Which Horrifying. is like something they use when they do the egg retrieval for IVF or whatever. It's like basically a little surgical procedure so you, they put you under right mm-hmm. so um the my fertility clinic's like hey you need to set up an appointment to like meet with like our head her head anesthesiologist because you have this like family history or whatever and i was like fine so was supposed to go on monday had this appointment you know had to like you know get coverage for work like it's a whole mm-hmm. shift it's a whole thing right they call me hours before they're like he has to cancel i'm sorry something came up I'm like fucking so annoying. Doctors canceling on me has been the story of my year. But anyway, um, so they rescheduled for today, whatever. I go all the way fucking out there. It's super far, raining, annoying. I mean, it's Hmm. not that far. It's like 45 minutes from work, but still. That's long. Right. Um, okay. I get there and they hand me this like piece of paper that's like got all my information on it right it's got like my name my insurance my blah 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 and one thing it has on the paper is my allergies right okay mm-hmm. and it catches my eye because it's got like six things listed there and i'm only aware of my allergy to penicillin and this like general anesthesia thing i love that we're both allergic to penicillin and so is adrian guys everyone's freaking allergic to penicillin so mm. put that okay but so i'm like that's strange um so like <laughs> One of the things listed next to allergies was propofol. I'm like, not something I ever think about, right? Mm-hmm. So I like Google it, whatever. I Google it just because it caught my eye. Propofol is like the one type of anesthesia that someone with my like family history can have. So like the one type of anesthesia that I can like safely what? have was listed as an allergy. What the fuck? And I only caught this because I just like randomly Googled it. What? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, what I think happened is like maybe I was trying to explain to like a nurse at some point, like, oh, this condition, blah blah blah. I'm allergic to general anesthesia, and maybe they just like wrote down some drugs that are used in general anesthesia and like called it a day. What the hell? I don't know. That's my only possible explanation because otherwise, I'm literally like, I don't know how this happened. But whatever. So obviously, then in my meeting, I was like, um, hello, like, can you please like make sure this is changed? Yeah. And they were like, sure. Can you please not kill me when I go in to do IVF? Exactly. Because he was literally like, oh, yeah, because we would definitely like be using like propofol on you. And I'm like, okay, well, cool. I don't know. It was just <laughs> like very scary. No, that's very jarring to have something so important like misstated. Yeah. So that was uncomfortable. And then besides that, it was literally like a five minute conversation where he was like, oh, okay, so like, uh, you have any other allergies like your mom has it okay it was like literally a five-minute conversation that i'm like why wasn't this a phone call 
<laughs> I truly don't understand why it wasn't a phone call, but it's actually good that it wasn't because then I wouldn't have caught this like random thing on my chart. Yeah, what the fuck? Everything about that is like, what in the hell? Very strange, very strange. And then, okay, mm-hmm. there's this one influencer on uh, Instagram mm-hmm. who I actually unfollowed because she influenced me to buy a lot of clothes. <laughs> so I had to unfollow. But uh-huh. I've been um, periodically checking back in on her page because she mentioned her struggles with infertility. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, God damn it, this bitch is going to get pregnant. <laughs> and so I kept checking back. And unfortunately, I did decide to check back in today after getting home from that appointment. And she is happily four months pregnant. Congrats to her. But I did well, have to go ahead and just fully block her face yes. so that I can't go back and check anymore. I think that that is the appropriate action. It is. Woof, dude. What a day. What a weird day. But anyway, not as bad as having to work when you're so sick. And also, you just being sick constantly, just back to back, sick, COVID, other sickness. Other sickness. <laughs> I know, dude. It's been really bad. I really, I don't. I was really hoping I'd make it through Christmas because we weren't sick on Thanksgiving. We like, I feel like Sylvia's last illness ended like the weekend before Thanksgiving because the last sickness that struck the family was her having a stomach flu or some sort of stomach bug for like a week. She kept vomiting on me. (laughs) I kept having to be a human vomit catcher every night because it's like, yeah, because like, well, like I could let her vomit on the bed, but that's actually a lot harder to clean up than if I just hold her. So she's vomiting all over me. Um, so that was my job for several days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was right before Thanksgiving. We were all good for Thanksgiving. We were all good up until this Monday. I woke up Monday morning, just like, wow, my throat fucking hurts. Like I can't talk. I literally have no voice. That was when we were originally, uh, reviewers. We were originally supposed to record then. And I literally could not speak. Um, and then it's just, uh, gotten shittier from there. So <laughs> mm. I don't know. Hopefully we're all cleared up by the end of the weekend, but not holding down for it. Yeah, maybe like just in time for Christmas because, you know, you'll get it out of the way, right? That's that's Christmas. what I'm hoping. We should at least be a lot better by then because it's like a full week and a half away from us now. Yeah. <sighs> oh, Christmas. Oh, Christmas. But it's not the Christmas episode. We can't get into Christmas. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I would say, okay. Um. I'm like, do I have a review related to anything we're talking? I just said I would say as if it had a related <laughs> review. Um, well, hundred percent not. Here's a review. I'm watching White Lotus season two. <laughs> I hear everyone is watching it. Everyone's watching it, and uh, unpopular opinion, <laughs> not to be that mm-hmm. douchebag. It's not that good, guys. Well, it's guess okay. what? It's okay. I watched um, a couple episodes of the first season and stopped watching it because I didn't care about it. Exactly. I watched all of the first season, but my whole opinion on the first season was like the message that it was trying to convey was like not clear and also not important feeling. Yeah. And yeah, I feel like I didn't I get saw. The point, you know, yeah, like I feel like I saw something that's like skewering rich tourists, and I'm just like. Yeah, fuck them. Like, that's my, like, I don't have really much more feelings about this that I needed to continue watching that show. Yeah, I feel like season one was like, oh, Gen Z this, and it's like, but nothing that has been, like, not said a million times before. Yeah. But anyway. All right, well, okay, how how would you rate uh, 
White Lotus season two so far, though. Well, I am continuing to watch it, and I'm, like, halfway through it. I feel like, guys, the Rotten Tomatoes score is just right, you know? It's in the 80s on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> that means it's okay. I'm so we're looking it, at, like, an 8 out of 10 here. I'm giving it a 7, personally. No? Seven. All right. Well, on the low end, bringing that average down. Um, I do love fair. for Coolidge. She's great. Hmm. Well, 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 well. <laughs> what are you going to review? <laughs> uh, I was going to say, I do have a movie review. Nice. So, Steve and I recently uh, rewatched Nightmare Before Christmas to get in the oh, Christmas spirit. Fun. But I'm actually not going to review Nightmare Before Christmas. I'm going to review what I saw on Disney Plus directly below Nightmare Before Christmas, a little extra feature that Disney Plus had, mm. which was. Nightmare Before Christmas as told by emoji, which is something oh. <laughs> that Disney decided to create. It's a five minute long video, I think, maybe seven minutes. And we literally couldn't watch more than a minute before we just had to turn it off. It's literally straight up like you're looking at like an animated phone screen. And it's just <laughs> little text bubbles popping up of like, here's Jack's face. Here's uh, whatever someone else is fucking face. <laughs> here's a Christmas tree. Here's Santa. That's crazy. Fire emoji. Yeah, it's just like was the most insane thing I've ever seen. And I'm just like, who is watching this? Why was this made? Why was any time put into this at all? This is literal trash. One out of ten for any Disney told by emoji. I don't know if they do. I mean, there must have these for other movies, too. I would really like to know if anyone knows of other movies that are told by emoji also. Um, Let me know. Just out of curiosity. Hmm. Yeah, it was fucking. Um, so that's bad. That's pretty funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I zoned out for a sec, but I was actually still listening. Just so yeah. have, didn't you, have any response ready. <laughs> you suddenly went to the sunken place. That's fine. It's I've been fun. doing a lot. Okay, here's that. <laughs> I have a review of a way that I sort of was going to the sunken place. The thing I do from time to time, but I sort of wasn't really aware that I do it. But Stephen noticed it recently and called me out on it. So basically, we were, like, getting ready for bed, and then I was just standing by the bed and kind of staring at the wall. And Steven mm-hmm. was just like, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> What's going on in there? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, I was just imagining, like, what if our house caught on fire? It's <laughs> 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 like, what the fuck? the fuck? Like, it literally is raining outside, like, in this moment. There's no, there's no immediate danger of fire or anything. Um, so I want to rate sort of just like slow staring at a wall while you just sort of imagine like while your anxiety like produces images in your mind of your like home burning or like different horrible things happening. And I'm going to rate that uh, zero out of ten. Yeah, I don't like that at all. You know, I can relate. You know, I can mm-hmm. relate to that. Mm-hmm. Um, on the note of anxiety, though, I also want to just rate getting a delivery of twenty thousand dollars worth of medicine to your oh snap uh, to your building that doesn't have a doorman while you're <laughs> not present. Perfect. <laughs> um, guys, we got our IVF meds for our first cycle of IVF because obviously we're starting like next week. If you're Ooh. keeping track, if you're listening to this, then it's actually this week. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But um. Yeah, we got this delivery of like a million vials of medicine. And yeah, the person on the phone was like, we're submitting a claim to your insurance for $20,000. And that was shocking. Mm -hmm. And 
also now we're like where do we store all this stuff we got all these like syringes and shit Ooh. and it's crazy it's crazy that is fucking wild and terrifying it is um and so much fucking money why why is that how it is wait did you act did you give a rating to having it delivered (laughs) having it delivered was very scary it didn't require a signature so yeah riddle me this guys Mm. when i when i was doing the iuis we did three iuis and it required one shot that we give ourselves okay Mm. or myself one shot that adrian (laughs) gives me more specifically and that one shot required a signature at delivery so we had to like literally at one point adrian had to take off work to like be home for the delivery (laughs) (laughs) anyway but this twenty thousand dollar box of a million syringes and medicines no signature needed so riddle me that jester what the fuck did it come from a different pharmacy same pharmacy same (laughs) yeah (laughs) truly mind-blowing and if someone can explain that to me let me know but yes that delivery was very scary i give it well we we all got it though successfully so i guess i give it a six Mm, (laughs) it worked out (laughs) a generous six yeah well, speaking of things um, <laughs> that are a little scary, uh, what time is it? What time is it? It's time for the motherhood minute. Had to Your take it low. Scary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that's what this cold is causing. Anyways, okay. So what was scary is that um, I would like to reveal when you're trying to find a cute little animal documentary to like put on for five minutes so you can finish making dinner and your toddler distracted. And then every animal documentary is actually really fucking traumatizing and horrible. Yeah, that's true. But go on. Um, okay, because I love animal documentaries and I've watched like a lot of Planet Earth. I've watched Blue Planet and I don't actually find those particularly like I don't feel like those really draw out the animal deaths that much. But then specifically, okay, so this happened twice recently. Once I was trying to put on, there's something called, I think it's called like baby animals. So I'm like, oh, baby animals is going to be perfect for my baby. It was on Netflix. Yeah. It's fucking narrated by Helena Bonham Carter, Cute. which probably should have tipped me off that she's a <laughs> fucking psycho. <laughs> um, so this one is like, I think it maybe was called Wild Babies or Baby in the Wild. I don't know, something like that. Um, and it's all just following these four little babies in the first episode and the little story arc of each baby animal is that they almost fucking die and they just draw it out for so long of like these long shots of a baby elephant getting carried away in a river where while its mother tries desperately to go after it so it doesn't get swept away and fucking drown and they're playing this dramatic ass music Helena Bonham Connors, or whatever <laughs> her name is, is doing whatever she does to narrate the drama <laughs> of this and how it's so close to death. Um, they just talk about, they show a baby, I think it's a baby seal pup that almost gets, they just like extend out for so long it being hunted and almost murdered by um, some kind of wild dog. It was basically like I was close to tears the entire, <laughs> the entire episode. <laughs> Um, absolutely Ooh. horrible. Luckily, Sylvia, I don't think she really knows what's going on, so she didn't seem too yeah. worried. <laughs> um, and then, more recently, I was trying to fucking do one of my million roulade tests. I was trying to do my last roulade test, and she was needing attention. And so instead, I put her in front of my computer, because that's what we do in 2022. Um, 
And so my the one of the last times my dad was babysitting with her, uh, my dad used to help his brother like go out and look at owls and do owl calls and study owls because my uncle's a biologist. Very Cute. cool stuff. So my dad has a million owl photos and owl calls just saved on his computer because he's also given like presentations and talks about this stuff, whatever. So cute. Your dad's amazing. It's pretty cute. And then and he also does owl calls like he will do it at the drop of a hat if it's just mentioned. If he if he he listens to this podcast periodically, I feel like if he hears this podcast, he'll start spontaneously doing an (laughs) owl call just like no self-control. But anyway. So he was showing the pictures to Sylvia and doing owl calls with her the last time they were babysitting, and she was super into it. So he gets very excited when she sees owls now, and she'll start doing little hooting sounds. Mm-hmm. So I'm making my reward. Sylvia's being a little pill, needing needing love and attention, which I replace with television. <laughs> um, so I was like, oh, I'll just look up, like, owl video on YouTube because I just need something for, like, five minutes. I'm literally, like, I'm almost done with the thing I'm doing. Um. So I put something on. It's just like, oh, okay, cool. Snowy Owl's great. Little, it's like a 45-minute Snowy Owl documentary, BBC, blah, blah, blah. Seems great. I put it on. The first thing is about <laughs> this little family of owls. And the Papa Owl's out hunting. Mama Owl's sitting on her nest of baby chicks. And they're just like, the lemmings numbers are very low this year. So he cannot find enough food for the babies. <laughs> and then... Not only is it just, he's like, they're starving. The mother knows that they're starving. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to the mama owl, who then takes the smallest, the babyest mm-hmm. owl, and puts it out into the freezing cold so that it dies. So that, because she can't feed it, because I don't have enough food. Jesus. And of course, as soon as it's shooting, like, it's like a, sh- a sh- uh, what am I fucking, God, dude. Okay. I'm blaming this on the cold. <laughs> inability to speak okay as soon as the camera like cuts to mama owl with the babies and she's like with her beak pulling her tiniest baby out sylvia sees the baby owl and he goes baby 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 as like literally it's like mama is making baby die mama is putting this baby out to die so that she can save her other baby Jesus. and i'm just like like i literally like immediately as soon as sylvia started saying baby and pointing at it and i like looked at what was happening i just like skipped ahead like 20 minutes to just like where they're like i don't know they're hunting in the snow doing probably about to turn into the exact same situation just in a different location i don't fucking know but i was just like oh my god fuck like you're opening with this this is the first thing you're gonna show the brutality of nature dude people fucking get off on the brutality of nature and i'm just like god fuck you dude that's not why i'm here speaking of getting off what i don't like about animal documentaries (laughs) is this because a previous year i'll just say a previous school year there was a rotation Mm -hmm. where kids one of the options for lunchtime was like you could watch animal documentaries Mm. and i hated being the teacher who had to do that because sometimes you put on an animal documentary and you're like this is normal and there's always so much sex okay (laughs) there's always animal mating and it's always uncomfortable with the kids and yes sure it's a fact of life but like jesus like sometimes you're not prepared for it and it's just a lot yeah dude i mean there really need to be like a little more detail in the summaries for animal documentaries like i just want to know it's like is this going to be sort of a baby death emphasis in this documentary is this a mating (laughs) emphasis like just so that i know when i'm trying to show it to a small child exactly oh man oh wait speaking of um i have another upsetting review oh yeah not really upsetting not that upsetting but 
I was upset. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're getting a big lead in. (laughs) So last Saturday, Adrian and I went to a beautiful Christmas concert at Cathedral of St. John Divine um, in Upper Manhattan. Lovely. Mm -hmm. Lovely. Okay, we went to this exact Christmas concert in 2019. So we went back, you know, first time since the pandemic started. Um, and here is the setup. Okay, they got a children's choir, they got an adult choir. Mm-hmm. Everybody's singing beautifully. It starts, the whole concert starts with a perfect line of small children who like, you know, are holding little candles or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And they just come in singing in perfect unison, you know, walking up the center aisle, right? Mm-hmm. Immediately, I'm like sobbing, sobbing, sobbing. <laughs> like st- tears streaming down my face. Mm-hmm. It didn't help that every single song that the children's choir performed, I myself had also performed as a child because I was like in choir my whole oh. life. So it was like all these like classic children's choir songs that I had performed. So it was like a mix of just nostalgia. And like, I wasn't expecting to be so sad by like just seeing all these like perfect children. Mm -hmm. And so, and then I was also trying to like not have anyone notice that I was sobbing because it wasn't like the norm, like nobody else seemed to be having (laughs) that. Everybody else is just like, oh, cute kids. Exactly. Everyone else is cute kids. So I was literally just silent, like, unmoving like trying to you know when you're like just trying to like really casually brush your face and be like (laughs) I'm just gonna casually like do a motion and like it's wiping away all my tears because I'm not even like I can't express enough how much the tears were flowing (laughs) but there was that and then okay oh man yeah I was literally like that the entire time the children were singing which was like six songs whatever once the the adults started I calmed myself all right good but it was also um interesting for me to note that not only was no one else crying the lady in the row in front of us which we were in like the fourth row mm-hmm. of like an expensive concert mm-hmm. she was a middle-aged woman i would say the age of like you know or maybe our moms and she was on her phone on facebook the <laughs> entire time from start to finish, she was literally scrolling Instagram, scrolling oh Facebook the entire time. <laughs> I was just like, what has our society come to that you would pay? First of all, it takes her $75. That you would pay $75 <laughs> to sit there and literally just scroll on your phone. I'm like, so, she, she must be related to someone that was performing where she felt like yeah, she had to be there. <laughs> exactly. That is exactly what we thought was the case because – she was one thing. And then there were two people, a few people sitting next to me on the other side, like Adrian's on one side, strangers on the other. And the strangers, like, they were talking. <laughs> they were talking, okay? <laughs> Especially through the adult concert part. They were just having kind of a full-on conversation. What the and, fuck, um, It was unfortunate because, like I said, we were in, like, the fourth row. <laughs> yeah, so- you would think that people sitting that close, like, I, I expect that from the bleachers, you know? I've been right? that person, but not from the front. Yeah, and it's so funny, too, because I was talking to Adrian afterwards. I'm like, is there anything I could have said to them to make them stop talking? But I don't think there is. Well, I don't know. Okay. What do you say? My friend, I'm pretty, yeah, my friend told me this story. A friend of mine went to a Sylvanesso concert once. Are you familiar with Sylvanesso? Yeah. And, like, she's got a beautiful singing voice. Some of their music is upbeat, but a lot of it is, like, not super. And she's just, like, singing quiet, like, quiet, great music. Um. 
And apparently someone was like, I think drunkenly singing obnoxiously, like along with it, or maybe talking over it or something. And my friend's husband turned to that person and was like, um, I didn't pay to listen to you fucking talk. <laughs> um, and apparently See, aggressive. they were That's really aggressive. embarrassed and then they stopped. <laughs> so I'm a fan of like a stern look. And I was yeah. trying to give these ladies a stern look. But yeah. they weren't, they were not registering. They were not caring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What can you do? What can you do? Yeah. Unless you want to like really start something. I know. Cause I'm like, I just don't want to be the police here. I would like yeah. someone else to do it if it's going to happen. <laughs> like, I want them to stop, but I also do not want to engage with other people. And I'm always worried. I'm like, what if someone just reached out and slapped me in response? <laughs> exactly. What if like literally they, you got into a physical altercation yeah what if they tried to fight me this is my constant concern it's like i just like want an old woman to like shift slightly and i'm just like what if she just clocks me right in the face (laughs) Um, that's hella funny um okay rate rate every part of this experience okay so the children singing in a beautiful choir in the beautiful place that is this cathedral um i'm giving them a, te- a perfect 10 it was there was perfection they're so beautiful so perfect wonderful with the audience taken into account and the fact that i was having too much of an emotional response <laughs> i'm gonna give the whole experience eight 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 up right. yeah that sounds good that sounds solid for such a thing yeah lovely <sighs> what a what a wild ride it was a wild ride. I'm trying to think if I have anything else to well, review. You know, speaking of music, yeah. I wanted to review someone else's playlist as like a concept, having someone else's playlist. Um, so like this morning at work, I was like, I need just like, I feel like shit. I don't feel that bad because I just took DayQuil and had coffee. So I'm like kind of okay, but like I'm going to feel like shit very soon by myself for two hours. Um, my boss has recently told a story about a mugging somewhere somewhere else in Vallejo that happened to someone opening oh, their God. restaurant. So I'm by myself for two hours. So that's been on my mind walking from my car to work recently. Jeez. So I'm like, I need to get in like a better headspace right now. Um, and so I put on one of my friends' playlists that I follow on Spotify. Um, it's their reggae playlist. And my friend Juice, mm. shout out Juice. I know you're a listener. Um, so I don't really, I'm not super into reggae. I don't listen to a lot of reggae. So I like, don't really know if I want to listen to reggae. I don't really know where to start. Like I don't have a go-to person or anything that I want to do. And so I just put on her long ass hand curated reggae playlist and it's just like full of fucking jams and it's great. And I don't have to think about it. I don't know any of the shit on there. I mean, some of it, some of them are very famous songs, but like, it's just like fucking solid. I love having access to someone else's playlist of just their like handpicked music in a genre that I like don't know anything about. It's so nice. I love that for you. I love expanding your musical horizons because I was thinking about your expanding your musical horizons because I have a two part criticism plus praise for you. <laughs> Which is, <laughs> you sent me you sent me this video of Sylvia dancing and then singing. Yeah, and it was so freaking cute i literally watched it so many times because i was like wow what a perfect angel so of course mm-hmm. i'm showing it to adrian i'm like can you believe sylvia can sing and dance mm-hmm. and we're both like what is this song like we know this song like who is it and 
Adrian like takes a gas, whatever. I'm like, like I'm like, I'm gonna Google the lyrics or whatever. Google the lyrics and it's fucking Kate LeBon. And I was just her, like, dude. Fran and Steven, if like 10 years ago I went over to your house, you would have been playing like that exact song. And I'm like, mm-hmm. do these mm-hmm. people ever listen to any music? Um, well, actually, uh, uh, Kate LeBon put out an album this year, so I do listen to new but music. But that was a song that I've definitely heard for many years. No, that that was like from one of her first albums. That was from the first album that we ever had by Caleb. <laughs> nice. But I love you and it's not a criticism. It's just my own dude when my own issues. When the music fucking slaps, like why change it? No, okay. And Honestly a good song. Honestly a good song to be honest. No, and that's straight. Okay, so this is also this is just an extra little thing about the song that was playing um which i'm pretty sure was the song are you with me now yeah yeah uh by kayla bond off her album magnesium i would say 9.75 out of 10 i get a little bit annoyed by one of the songs which is the only reason there's any marks off of it but the song are you with me now is one of the first songs i put on a playlist to listen to while i was pregnant with sylvia and i would sing it to her while i was pregnant so that is like and so it was so so that was and that was the song that was on that she started singing to earlier this week, which oh. is the first time she sung. And I just like die. I die. That's amazing. That's amazing. It's so cute. Don't attend to that, my darling baby. She's Loving so music. Cute. Um, but yeah, it's Caleb okay, wants fucking solid. Okay, but anyways, but back to someone else's playlist. Okay, because this is the thing though. I feel like this is relevant. Is I do kind of have my standards that I go to all the time, but I also listen to music a lot at work and I get bored listening to the same thing all the time but I don't Mm -hmm. always want to have to like do the outreach and I like that Spotify modifies its algorithm where like if I do a playlist from a band like whatever band it will include a lot of stuff that I already listen to and stuff that it knows that I like yeah but sometimes I'm like I'm specifically trying to branch out right now Mm -hmm. which is why it's so nice when I'm like if I have someone else's playlist I can put on and then it's just like not shit for me and like sometimes because I haven't so I would say my friend's reggae playlist 10 out of 10 for when I want to listen to reggae it's great um other people's playlists sometimes they're like a 5 out of 10 so like what the fuck's happening it doesn't make any sense (laughs) but I still enjoy the novelty of someone else's playlist it's like when someone burns a cd for you that doesn't know you very well and so you're just like getting that little hint of what they think works together it's very interesting i'm definitely in a musical rut currently and could use someone else's playlist so hit me up someone yeah dude people send us drop us some fucking links to your spotify playlist that you've curated i also i follow i don't have many people other people's playlists on my spotify i have the reggae playlist from my friend juice and i have a playlist titled fuck everyone from my friend ashley which I was shocked to discover was full of like great classic jams, like very like fun songs. When I saw the title of the playlist, I was like, this is going to be much angry music. And no, it's a bunch of happy music to make you feel good when you hate everyone. Um, nice. And that's also lovely, which is because that's not usually my go to when I'm pissed. It's like I want to listen to like loud, rageful music. Um, and so it's nice to mix it up sometimes and turn on something that makes you feel good. You know what Spotify did recommend to me yesterday that I liked mm-hmm. is this random song by fontaine dc i don't know fontaine's dc don't oh, know who they that, are that, that has come up for me a bunch of times i couldn't tell you what any of their music sounds like i just remember multiple times it comes up for me that's so funny okay so yeah one song jackie down the line i was like i like this anyway Very nice. but besides that i'm in a rut okay i would i'm trying to think okay 
this was another another music related rating we have things that i've actually learned about recently so like liking a band where you realize that every member of the band is a teenager damn it yeah (laughs) and that experience i would say is like a I mean, when the music is good, the music is good, and I can't hate it. Like, I can't hate on it because it's made of teens. But it does, like, this is just a me problem. I want to make that clear. Yeah. And it's like a 7 out of 10 experience because of my own insecurity and sadness that I don't have a really cool album and didn't have a cool album when I was 18. Um, but have you ever listened to Horse Girl? Never in my life. I don't know if you would like it. But it is teenagers, <laughs> and I do like it. <laughs> I feel like they're kind of prog rocky. That might not be the right description, but it's nice. just like cool rock music. I don't know. And like, I had they. I think they'd come up for me sometimes on Spotify. So listen to a song here and there. And then I was uh, Stephen. He likes to watch the. Have you ever seen Amoeba's What's in My Bag on YouTube? Um uh, no. Um, I would say, uh, like six, seven out of ten to that show, but it's basically like a musician or other famous person goes to Amoeba Music, one of their locations, and then they mm-hmm. film them talking about the things that they bought, which is like it's what's in my bag. But it is fun, especially if you're looking for more music. If you can like see if they've done a musician that you like, and then see what they listen to. Oh, um, cool. It's like kind of fun, but then also sometimes it's like boring, and I don't care at all, mm-hmm. um, which is why I didn't rate it higher. <laughs> but anyways. Horse Girl was on there. And then I was just like, and Steve was like, how old do you think they are? And I'm like, fucking 12. These are babies. And I think it was that they were all like 17 and 18. And I was, I was shook. Damn. I will say, I feel like recently, yeah, meeting more and more people though, teachers specifically, who are, do really cool shit. Like I have know a bunch of teachers who like record music, produce music, are like poets or like um, stand-up comedians. Like, I don't know. That's so that really is cool. giving me hope of like you can actually do whatever you want to do and still be our age and that's great dude right I think actually that's something that I'm really loving so far about my 30s I'm only 31 so haven't really seen much of it yet mm-hmm. but I feel like is letting go of the idea that I'm like too old to do anything mm-hmm. and then also or too old for something like, of like, I feel like I just have more willingness now to, like, try things and also to lean into shit that I liked when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, like, am really liking that. Yeah, I definitely agree. I, I do like being at this age. I feel like it's, like, strange to look back on my college years or my early yeah. 20 years and feel so insecure. Or just remember right? being so insecure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yes. Yep, 100%. Can I totally shift gears? Do it. Okay, this is an old segment, but I'm trying out a new intro. Mm. Our house towards the end of the street. Our house. (laughs) Lots of things to fix. Okay, so last nice. time I tried I like to do the, the Tim Allen sound for <laughs> yeah. with Fran the Toolman Taylor, but that really didn't go well. So I thought I'd try a new little thing for when I do updates on home up, fixing things. Improvement. That. That's the fucking word. Home fixing. Fixing things. up the house. No, that's also <laughs> good. Burning down the house is what I have anxiety day dreams about. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so I want to review. When you finally call and hire someone to fix something and someone that is good. Yeah. Um, it's a fucking 10 out of 10. I mean, actually, it's a 9 out of 10 because I'm going to spend like fucking $2,500. Um, but 
basically we have these um stairs from our kitchen to the backyard mm-hmm. that since we moved in like we were able to actually knock down some of the price a little bit get a few thousand off the house because they're just like oh these are just made of dry rot um mm-hmm. not very safe to use I don't let other people walk on them Steven and I walk on them a little bit to like take out the trash and stuff but they're just like these rickety shit stairs um Steven and I have been attending to get them fixed hire someone to fix them since we moved in we obviously have it yet. Um, I was trying to make Steven do it. Uh, he said there was a guy doing some work next door or whatever. He talked to him one time and said he could do it. But then we were watching him work next door. It kind of seemed like he was working kind of slow and not very hard. Mm-hmm. So like, do we want to hire him? And whatever. So I was trying to, I was kept asking Steven when he was going to call him. And he was like, well, I don't know. And I'm like, looking for someone else. Whatever. It was this whole back and forth. We've been doing it for fucking months now. It's fucking December. We moved in in August. But. My the owner of the business I work for, the restaurant I work for, her boyfriend, uh, is a contractor, mm. and I was chatting with him, and I was talking about I had asked him about some other like home repairs thing. I was trying to ask him if I could like do something myself. It was very hard, or if I should hire somebody. And he was explaining it to me in a way where he's like, "Yeah, you can definitely do it yourself." And then explaining it, and I'm like, "Wow, I'm never gonna do that." Mm-hmm. Um, so he was asking me if I'd done it yet, and I said. No, and I'm probably going to keep putting it off. Like, we're procrastinating this other sort of major project that we still haven't figured out yet. And he was just like, oh, I can do that. Because I was, like, telling him about the stairs. And he's like, oh, I could come and give you an estimate. And I was like, for real? And he was just like, yeah. And I'm like, you have time right now? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, fuck yeah, I would love that. Give me your phone number. So I text him. He comes by my house the next week, takes a look at it, gives me a price estimate, says, uh, it'll be like that plus cost of materials, which will probably be about this much money. I'll drop an invoice. We'll do it in a couple of weeks. And it'll take a couple of days. And it's just like this thing we've been sort of dragging out for fucking months is now going to be taken care of. And by someone who I like personally know, and I know is like a very nice, responsible person who like is always in business because he's really good at his job and doesn't overcharge people. Nice. And it's just like, thank God. <laughs> thank God. I'm That's so very happy. Good. So, yeah, 9 out of 10 because I am going to be out a couple thousand dollars, but it's but work will be done and by someone who I trust and who's going to do a good job. That's really good. We also have home repairs going on. Unfortunately, they've Ooh. been scheduled for Saturday morning at 8.30 a.m. <laughs> what? what? Yeah. Why? Shout out to our landlord. Thanks for that, landlord. Um, because... For some reason, my landlord was shocked to find out that we both work. And so someone can't just, like, come by during the day. Like, we won't be here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, whatever. What do you mean you don't both people. work from home? I thought everyone worked from home now. I know. that's It's so funny. It's so funny <laughs> that we don't work from home. Yep. But, yeah. So it's good that the repairs are getting done. It's just It's unfortunate timing, but it'll be good. It'll be good. What are you having done? Um, our blinds. So we have like these beautiful mm. bay window situations yeah. in our living room. But the blinds have been broken for a while on two of the windows. And now the third one's broken. So all of the blinds we cannot raise. So that's no. unfortunate. Um, so they're going to replace the blinds. And that's great. And then also more recently, our like sink in our bathroom started leaking water near one of the handles. If you like when it's on. Mm. And so they're going to fix that too. Hopefully. Knock Very on wood. Good. Yeah. I love when shit actually gets fixed. So yeah, nice. we'll, we'll see. TBD. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to get an update on that. Oh yeah, I do have. Did I? I don't think I gave this update yet because it was in the last episode. I was talking about uh, my clogs. 
yeah. um, update, they're comfortable. I'm gonna nice. Keep nice. Yep. yep, that's the clog update, everybody, that you were all waiting for with bated breath. <laughs> can you, wait, can I tell you a related story about clogs, okay? Yeah, lay it on me. You know, part of being in my 30s and being comfortable with myself is I don't give a shit about clothing anymore. I literally just wear a shirt and the same pants, right? We've talked about this, right? <laughs> well, you wear a shirt and pants. <laughs> But, like, you know what I mean? It's, like, not <laughs> no, even a moment yeah, yeah, of yeah. thought goes into it. I'm just, yes. like, this is a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, so not a moment of thought. So I don't typically get, like, compliments on my clothes because I stopped doing Rent the Runway or whatever. Right. Except for my suede Birkenstock clogs. As middle schoolers compliment them. Strangers in the coffee shop compliment them. Everybody loves suede Birkenstock slip-ons, guys. And I recommend, if you can find them. Wow. Hell yeah. Them. Yeah. They're very I'll look into it. I love I love a comfortable shoe and I love a slip-on. So Oh yeah, slip-on is the only way to go. Who has time to tie their shoes? So true. That's it's... been my that's been my philosophy for years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have shoes I have to tie for Sylvia, like Sylvia has shoes with laces, and I'm just like, why? Like... Um a, yeah, a school I used to work for. They did not allow students to wear any other type of shoe other than Velcro shoes. And it actually was great for us as teachers. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. Because otherwise you stop funny. and tie like literally 30 children's shoes all day. Like, that's, <laughs> a bad, that's a bad system. Yeah, that's rough, dude. Dude, being an elementary school teacher just sounds impossibly hard, honestly. Like harder to me than any other type of teaching. Definitely. I mean, I agree. I honestly definitely agree. Yeah, there are a lot. Especially kindergarten. Kindergarten is the hardest grade to teach. When I was in kindergarten, I was in a class of 38 kids. (sighs) And like half of them didn't speak English. And probably another third just pretended to not speak English. And my teacher fainted once during class. Oh, I hope she was okay. Yeah, I think she was fine. I And I remember there was one kid that just cried under the table every day. Mm. Um, <laughs> I think I just stayed home sick a lot <laughs> that year. I think Aww. I just would like didn't want to go to school. My mom was like, that's fine. This class is fucked up. It's so funny. I only have like flashes of memory from kindergarten, right? I'm like playing the recorder flash yeah like cop someone copying off of what i was coloring (laughs) that fucker yeah yeah i have a very distinct memory of um because i don't i'm assuming they do this at like all schools but i don't know do you did you have like a sixth grade buddy no oh that's okay (laughs) all right well that's a thing at the elementary school i went to is that like I think maybe when you were in kindergarten, fifth graders would come to your classroom sometimes and then you'd like and you'd like do a thing and you'd have your buddy like a, a fifth grader sure. and in first grade, sixth graders would do it. Yeah. And so when I was in fifth grade, I got to do that for the kindergartners, whatever. I just remember in kindergarten that my buddy uh, just didn't really talk to me. <laughs> I talked to this other kid the whole time in Spanish. I didn't know what was going on. Um, and I just was like very, very, very shy and just kind of quietly felt uh, alone. <laughs> and I remember when I was a fifth grader and I had to be buddies with this girl. Um, I was buddies with like clearly like a favorite I was ended up getting partnered with someone who was a very cute little girl um and this popular girl in my class got partnered with the weird one 
<laughs> and then so then popular girl in my grade brought her weird buddy with me and then basically just talked to my cute buddy the whole time and I was just like this is so fucked up <laughs> um and I hung out with the weird girl who was also she was just she was just like a great weirdo so there was nothing like wrong with her so I'm just like I don't mind this but also I'm like this probably happens constantly where weird girl because like we were just having fifth graders do this like they're not making good decisions or caring about these kids and yeah just, uh, was sad and I'm like us weird girls we just uh get buddies that don't talk to us yeah oh it's a good it's a good program in theory yeah <laughs> yeah Yeah, so i would say um i guess a five out of ten to the buddy the buddy experience (laughs) overall yeah damn i'm sorry i feel like there's a tv show that adrian and i are watching that i wanted to review but i don't know what was well okay um while you think about that I want to review, and you can probably contribute to this. I want to review the compulsion to text lol constantly. <laughs> I do that. Uh, <laughs> lol, exactly. Me too. Yeah. Um, I wrote my friend. I, I, it, I thought about it because I do this constantly of like putting LOL, make a statement LOL at the end. And then I have yeah. to go back and delete one. And my friend was texting me and accidentally didn't delete one. And then she was like, oh, I just sent you a lol sandwich. And, then, <laughs> and I love that phrase of that. Um, but I was just thinking about like my compulsion to like, why can't I just like <laughs> make a declaration without like, it's nothing. I'm not saying anything funny. I'm just worried about like, I fear sincerity. I fear a serious response. <laughs> like what is happening to me? Why do I compulsively text law to everything? So I would say, um, I honestly five out of 10, because like, it's really not that bad. And like, we all need to laugh sometimes. i don't worry about that i feel like i just use a lol like twice in a text and i'm like this is this is conveying what i'm feeling (laughs) this is what i'm feeling and you're just laughing your ass off (laughs) you're just texting lmao and you're just your ass is on the floor because you've laughed so hard while texting this exactly all right well perfect i'm glad that for you it's a higher rating yeah I can't tell because we did the recording in two segments. If like, has it's probably been an hour. Should we stop? What fucking time is it? Uh, uh, yeah, it's been about that. You didn't think of your TV show? I didn't. I was gonna do a sandwich review, but it's fine. All right, <laughs> <laughs> guys. You know no, okay, quick sandwich review. If you get yeah, it, imagine this. Can you do that? Hot roast beef. Okay, hot. Mm. Mm. And. Imagine you're at like a really cool Brooklyn place called Defantes, and you don't order a sandwich on the menu. You're just like, I would like hot roast beef, fresh mozzarella, hot salad, which is what they call a homemade jardinera, like nice cauliflower, Mm -hmm. carrots, all kind of pickled vegetables, little mayo. And then you ask for some au jus on the side and the man starts filling up a full coffee. Like I'm talking a to-go coffee cup, (laughs) full of oju gravy situation and it's so good and it's an enormous sandwich and then you go back to your desk where children are learning okay because i'm in a classroom <laughs> <laughs> and i just proceed to eat this huge hot beef roast sandwich dipping it in the oju making a huge mess and just having a great 30 minutes of my life 
That sounds good. It was a good day. It was a good day. That was that was yesterday. Is that a 10 out of 10? The sandwich? And it was with a smile, too. Served with a smile. <laughs> you can't beat that. You cannot beat that. I The sandwich was a perfect... It was almost too big. I'll give it a nine because it was literally too big. And then I <laughs> honestly, to me, if I'm like, that's an 11 out of 10 got leftovers. <laughs> well, I couldn't not eat it because it was so good. You know what I'm saying? So mm. then mm. I was very full. And that okay. Was yeah. I get that then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was so good. So ask yes. for what you want at a sandwich place. Don't just order off the menu. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. But I also love to order off the menu. I love to try a new thing. And it's like, well, if they made it that way, it's probably for a reason. That is true. But not in this case. <laughs> but what you ordered sounds incredible. And this, I didn't create it. I literally saw it like in a picture on their, on Yelp. And I was like, I want this exact thing. So that's why I ordered it that way. That sounds lovely. But anyway, I don't think, I don't know of any really good sandwich places in the area. But it's truly an unbeatable thing to have a delicious hot sandwich. Well, on yep. that note, should we close it out on that beautiful sandwich? Let's close it out. One week till Christmas. Happy oh, holidays. Yeah. Happy solstice. Yeah, you guys definitely tune in on Christmas Day is when we'll be <gasps> dropping a Christmas episode. So if you yes. decide to fill the time in between your spiked eggnogs and your family yelling at each other, whatever you do on Christmas, um, you know, you can check out the pod and we'll be bringing you some Christmas cheer. Oh, yeah. Lots of singing. I'm sure. Oh, okay, you're really <laughs> all right. I, I guess I'll prepare for that. <laughs> all right, dude. Well, um, happy, happy Sunday, reviewers. Um, yeah. happy future Sunday to Emma now on this Thursday that we record. Um, I love you. You're my perfect ten. You are a perfect ten. I really hope you recover quickly. I hope Sylvia and Steven recover quickly. And yeah. me too. Me too. I'm dying. Okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bye. Feel better. Bye.